Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome back to another Just Films and That new release special. Uh, we've got two films for you today, aren't you lucky? Um, you probably saw this coming as well. Uh, we're going to be covering the summer's strangest cinematic double bill, which is commonly known as Barbenheimer. If you don't already know, that you probably do, two films have been released on the same day. Uh, those films were Barbie and Oppenheimer. This has then turned into a strange cultural phenomenon of people making sure they see both of them on the same day or around the same time. Um, hence Barbie, Oppenheimer, Barbenheimer. Uh, anyway, if you listen to your probably already knew that but just in case anyway that's what I did um I didn't watch them both on the same day because I do not have like five and a half hours or six hours of spare time in one go but I have seen them both over the weekend so I'll talk about both Barbie and Oppenheimer I did think about splitting them into two separate episodes because I let you in on a little secret that's better for our numbers but um, it's not really in the spirit of it, is it? So I'll make that sacrifice for you guys at home. Um, as ever, these are spoiler-free. So if you don't want to know anything at all, then listen to these after you've seen the films. I'm not going to do plot synopsis for either, as I'm assuming you'll probably know from seeing the trailers. But one is a film about Barbie, and the other is a biopic about Robert Oppenheimer, the father of the atomic bomb. Which is which? I'll let you figure it out. Sorry. Um, if you're only interested in one of them, then feel free to skip to whichever one you you know which, skip whichever one you're interested in. Uh, I, I'm going to be a gentleman or Kendleman, thank you, uh, and put Barbie first. Um, so if you skip to about halfway through, that should get you to Oppenheimer uh, if that's what you'd rather listen to. Ready? Okay, let's go. Okay, so let's get into talking about. Barbie. So what did I like about it? Overall, I, I loved it. Honestly, I thought it was brilliant. It was just, it's such good fun. I laughed all the way through. I cried at least twice and I just thought the whole thing was pretty bloody wonderful. First of all, there's some really interesting themes and thematic ideas in this. It's a lot more existential and thematic and things like that than I, than I was actually expecting. There's a lot of great ideas in there around identity purpose, sexual politics, and the, the sort of general human condition and human journey. Um, it's really funny. It is a 12A, um, so it, it does leave room for some more adult jokes and it executes them pretty well, as well as there being jokes in there that are obviously definitely for the adults that would go over kids' heads, um, as far as I can tell anyway, because I don't I don't have kids. Um, it does also still, it tells that line for what's acceptable for, for younger viewers. At points, I did think perhaps it's a bit too adult, but then when, when I left my absolutely packed screen, and it was packed, it was pretty much, there was no free seats, and there were little sort of five, five six-year-old girls bouncing around, absolutely hyper, about how much they love Barbie. So obviously it's mission accomplished in that sense because they, they loved it. 
It's really well paced too. Uh, at no point does it drag or feel like it could have lost any time or anything like that. The cast are brilliant in it. It's full to bursting with cameos and actors who have little bit parts, but at no point does it feel like, um, it doesn't feel like something that, that, that seems to be what everyone wants from every comic book film, which is people showing up for no reason and just turning up and being like, hi, I'm this person and then going again. Um, not only are the cast great, but really, you know, it's clear that massive efforts have gone into this regarding sort of inclusion and diversity too, which only strengthens that message that the film has around, I suppose, equality and the human journey in general. Margot Robbie is, is brilliant in this. She's got a lot to do. She has quite the emotional journey to take us on. And um, it never really feels like the film falters from being on her shoulders for most of the time. Her physicality is great. Her posture, the way she sort of is portraying this doll-like perfect you know, and to see this, because I can't even say woman because she is a doll in it. Um, and she keeps up the various different types of energy that she needs to all the way through the film. And she's just, she's just so watchable, so charismatic. She's brilliant. Um, Ryan Gosling is, is, is great in this too. He steals a lot of, and it's been said before, but he steals a lot of the scenes that he's in. He's probably the funniest part of the, funniest part of the film, uh, playing the sort of, the sort of dim-witted kin, dim-witted Ken trying to get on with his life and stuff like that. I did hear someone say as we left, if Ryan Gosling ever gets an Oscar, it should be for this film. Look, listen, I don't agree with that because he's a very fine actor. He's done better films, well, better, better performances, but he is he is really good in it, and he only really has to do one thing in this. It's not like he's particularly um, got got lots of range in it. But th that being said, you know, he, he is really, really funny. And then finally, the world building and the production design and the costumes are great. I mean, Barbie Land is everything you'd expect it to be. To be honest, a lot more of the film is set in Barbie Land than I thought would be, because obviously you can see in the trailer, it's a lot about her going to the real world. But a, like at least two thirds of it, I'd say, are set in Barbie Land than I thought it would be less. And no expense has been spared on in terms of making it look, I suppose, as, as silly as this sounds because it's fantasy, but authentic. Um, so all the sets and the costumes really bring it to life and it, it does really sort of d draw you into this like perfect neon and, and garish world, I suppose. Then this is all complemented by a terrific script which really sets out the rules and ideas of the, you know, of the world and what Barbie land is and what the real world is and stuff like that. There's not too much exposition so it does leave you enough space to sort of wonder how things work. Um, so I really enjoyed that as well. And, and you know, weirdly enough, this is, this is, <laughs> this is weird. It's a character-driven piece in which we accompany Barbie on a real emotional journey and an identi identity crisis. And those are never words I thought I'd say out loud on a podcast. In terms of dislikes, look, there, there wasn't much really, but in the interest of balance, I just want to make two points. The first point is some of the political stuff is a little bit on the nose. It's doing a really good job of getting its point across and then towards the final third, it starts to hammer the point home a little bit and it probably over eggs the pudding a little bit particularly around identity and the patriarchy and stuff like that listen obviously as a man i love to say this because it's not really my place um but i asked my partner who is a real fully grown human woman uh, and she felt the same as well that they sort of over egg the pudding a little bit so i'll take that as a general a general point and then the other point is whilst ryan gosling is really really good in it and he does steal the scenes he's in i'd argue that he probably steals a few too many scenes when you know, this, this film is supposedly so rooted in, in a female journey and in a. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. In, a, in an identity crisis and, and it's, you know, I think it, under, but I suppose what I'm saying is it undermines the point about patriarchy a little bit when you give a, a man a lot of the funniest moments in the film. Yes, yes, he is, he is funny, but perhaps some of that could have been lost in order to underline the, the wider point. Okay, so now let's talk about the Heimer of Barbenheimer, starting with what I liked. Overall, look, I enjoyed Oppenheimer. I liked it. I mean, these films are so different. Um, they're chalk and cheese. You know, they, they, they share a couple of the things, as most films do, but, you know, ultimately they're completely different. They're chalk and cheese. So it was, it was an interesting headspace to try and get in to review both at the same time. One thing they do both have in common is great casts. Push comes to shove, I'd say Oppenheimer wins that battle because not only does it have a good cast, um, but my God, do they absolutely shine in this. That's not to say people in Barbie are... are, are or bad or anything like that, but they have, I suppose, less to do uh, in it. It's more about just keeping the energy up, whereas in this, everybody absolutely turns up and delivers. There are some spectacular performances in this. Uh, Cillian Murphy is great in this. Again, he he has a lot to do. There's a lot riding on his shoulders. And this may seem like a strange thing to say, but I think it's definitely worth saying. I think it's probably one of the best compliments an actor can get. But I forgot it was him and started seeing Robert Oppenheimer in front of me. Uh, Emily Blunt is great in this too, a little bit more on her character uh, later. Florence Pugh is great in this for the little bit that she's in it. Matt Damon too. Who, um, I mean, it, it felt like there was hundreds and hundreds of, of A-listers in this at, at different points. The real standout for me, though, was, was Robert Downey Jr. Um, I love Robert Downey Jr. I think he's a great actor. He hasn't particularly flexed his dramatic muscles as much as I think he could have in the last few years. But, I mean, who can blame him after the sort of, I suppose, the journey he's been on in his personal life? And, you know, if someone was paying me 75 million quid to turn up and beat Iron Man, I'd probably do that for 10 years as well. Uh, But it's nice to remember his ability to completely encapsulate and 
absorb and become a character, which he does in this. Um, he's in it a lot more than I thought he would be. I thought he wouldn't be in it that much, but he, he he's in it a good deal of the time, and he just owns the screen when he's uh, when he's on it. Uh, the film does feel like it's sort of it's sort of like a film of three parts for me. Really, there's the before, the during, and the after the Manhattan Project. Um, for me, it got particularly interested in the final third when there was some really sort of fascinating explorations of ethics and you know the the ethics and the impact of what it was they were actually doing in terms of what what war allows man to do and what you know what's acceptable and you know does killing thousands of people save thousands of people and all that sort of stuff and a lot of people have compared it to things like uh, JFK uh, I don't think that that's wrong at all, um, but I think this is far more engaging and, and, and wider reaching in terms of its subject matter, really. You know, it's it's about a much more impactful thing on the human race rather than, you know, JFK's obviously had a massive impact, but that's one that's one thing, whereas this is lots of things. Um, the overall production design is brilliant for me. Uh, the real, real standout, again, like a lot of Nolan films, is the sound. There's a lot going on here in terms of the, the sound and the music. So there's the... There's a sort of little bits of it where there's like a metronomic ticking, like tick, tick, tick in the background that really builds the tension and, and and sort of that leads to a more epic feel later when you get to the louder end of the scale when it comes to things like the bomb going off. Um, and it did feel very, very epic. Uh, and this is all accompanied by a really powerful and dramatic score, which overall I found, to be honest, I just found the whole, you know, it, it was quite overwhelming in places, but I think that's obviously a purposeful choice by Christopher Nolan, um, and, and it worked. In terms of dislikes, look, look, I'm going to say it, right, I've said it before, and you're probably thinking, oh, shut up, just watch it, right, but it's too long right? It's three hours, and I appreciate they pack a lot into that time. And listen, I got no issue with longer films, but it's about feeling the length. It's about keeping me engaged. And this kept me largely engaged throughout it, but there are scenes with a lot of men just sitting around and talking, and at points it felt a little bit bloated and a little bit subject matter heavy. Heavy. Uh, I think for me, if this isn't Christopher Nolan, if this is not not Nolan or a director of similar profile, I think a lot of this is getting edited out. But because obviously he is who he is, he's allowed to pretty much do what he wants and have full creative control. Listen, he knows what he's doing. That's just my personal opinion on the, on the length and the sort of pacing of it. And then finally, I, I think that Emily Blunt is, is criminally underused in this. I appreciate it's about Robert Oppenheimer and not Kitty Oppenheimer, but she's undoubtedly a huge, you know, she's his wife. So she's a huge part of his life and she just doesn't get enough to do for me. Particularly, there's a particular moment towards the end where she's given the chance to shine and she knocks it out of the park. It, there's a bit where she's sort of going toe to toe with a guy defending her husband and it's the strongest moment, one of the strongest moments in the film for me. Um, it is a very male heavy film and I get that to some extent because look, it's a truthful retelling of history, it's a biopic um, and I do think maybe, uh, you know, maybe it could have been a little bit less subject matter and a little bit more of Oppenheimer's personal life. Might have brought a different level of emotional depth and a different level of engagement to it. That being said, I'm sure Christopher Nolan knows what he's doing so I'll show up with my uh, silly opinions. Uh, interesting point, the one in front of sat in front of me in the cinema I was making notes at the end and she stood up and, and asked me what I thought and I said and asked her what she thought she said well I'm doing a master's in nuclear physics or nuclear fission or something like that so I'm studying Oppenheimer and I said that how, how accurate is it and she said it's pretty much 100% accurate so I thought that was interesting from someone doing a master's in the relevant topic and um, look overall 
both films are great. They are both very, very well-made films, and I'm glad that this whole Barbenheimer thing has happened. If I had to pick a favourite, I'd say Barbie, but both are completely different, th different th and the only real thing they have in common is that they share the same release date. That being said, I think it's great, as I said, that this phenomenon has happened. Both screenings are in were really, really busy. You know, it's nice to see young girls going to watch Barbie wearing pink and talking about how much they love Barbie, um, and it's good to see you know filmmakers like Christopher Nolan auteur filmmakers filmmakers doing what they want you know really packing them in so, so i enjoyed it listen get out there give both of them give one of them a watch whatever make up your own mind and support cinemas because i think they need all the help they can get at the moment uh, all that remains to be said is thank you very much for listening and we'll be back with our usual episodes every tuesday uh, cheerio Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.